Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Schmedium Mike's back. How y'all doing? Wearing a false advertisement hoodie that says Big Daddy on it. Whatever. Coffee Mike's back. Hey, everybody. See, I said coffee, not microwave coffee. I appreciate that. See? I do. <laughs> like you didn't even notice. I did notice. I just no appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar to me. The silent yep. ninja. No, I'm sorry, no ninja. <laughs> you said silent. You can't put silent on somebody else's name when that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on that I think the narrator just got told. <laughs> Rough room, Ronnie. Good luck. That'd be Silent Ron. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> and next we have... And not so Silent Ron is here tonight. Yeah, that's okay. not so Silent Ron tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ain't actually started yet. Wait, just give me time. <laughs> silent but deadly ninja Stephanie is here. Hello. <laughs> Three weeks in a row, and you're just now catching on the silent part. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Bob's back to save us. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I know it's a lost cause. <laughs> Bob, you going to read our Bible verse for us tonight? Absolutely. I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, and it starts like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. And our topic this episode is, are you floundering or are you flourishing? As I get nobody looking at me at the table. The first time I read it, I thought, what are we talking about fishing for? <laughs> Flounder? Well, we are fishers of men. Wow. That's a Jesus juke there. Yes, like it, it was. Yes, it was, Ronnie. Good job. Could be talking about I horses. Set up, I set it up, and he spikes it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, yeah, I can tell with that California hat that you got on there. I got this from Mike Smith. Smith. Yeah, that, well, enough right. said. Hey, Mike Smith. What's wrong with the bill? I, I am supporting. Need to curl, need to curl that I bill. I like ran into a brick wall with that thing on. Listen right. here, son. <laughs> I'm supporting my brother in arms. That's right. <laughs> well, you both wrong. That's how you wear that. His brother in arms. <laughs> I do both. And I think I do it in spells, seasons. Episodes, whatever you want to call it. Miles on the highway, whatever. For a little bit, I feel like I'm flourishing. And then, like a fish out of water, I just flounder all over the place. With, without direction. But the common denominator is... In the floundering part, is... How my outlook. Like once I get into that dark spot or negative negative energy, what it, like whatever you want to call it, right? Then like I think I try to like pray it away, which is fine. Like that's we all know that's where to start, but like it's like the definition of insanity, right? Like what's 
You keep doing like, the same thing over and over, trying to do the getting to get different a different result, outcome, yeah. right? But it also but seems like, like to me, if you're just praying about it, yeah, and but, not doing the do side of it as well, I don't see how it's going to get you anywhere. Right, and that's what I was saying. So, like in my floundering part, that's that's my cycle, right? That's well, I my, think it depends on what you're floundering in, because if you're floundering on something internal, then I think that prayer is valuable. Oh, I'm not saying it's not valuable. I'm just saying with prayer needs to be the doing part as well. I mean, it needs action of, also. Yeah, instead of just sitting there waiting on God to answer your prayer. Yeah. You know, throw a little, I guess, fuel on the fire to help it along. Yeah, I guess, like, to say, uh, um, uh, was talking with somebody the other night and um i was like it's like having a flat tire but you pull over in the gas station and get gas instead of fixing the flat tire and you you know like you got to do all the things and not just do this part Mm -hmm. that's just me though but when i'm in when i am floundering that's what i'm doing is i'm just praying and insanity, where I'm just praying for a different outcome without actually doing to change the right. outcome. And then that's where you guys and stuff usually come in and smack me around a little bit. <laughs> well, does in any- Steph's case, it's like Ninja Kid. But, you know. does, any- does anybody else feel like when you're flourishing, you feel like like you there has to be so many things go right for you to feel like you're flourishing but then it only feels like one thing to make you feel like you're floundering i don't know because there's been times where it feels like nothing's going right and if one thing does go right it's like hot dang you know maybe this is the start of something something better here Mm -hmm. and then you get five more bad things and then you get one more good thing it just makes you it makes me appreciate the good thing even much that much more knowing that it's coming Mm -hmm. i just got to be mindful and open-minded enough to see it i think when we're when we are floundering our eyes are narrow we don't we miss the small things that's just me. Maybe, maybe I, I'm alone in that one. But maybe you think you're flourishing, but yet you're floundering, floundering instead. Could be that too. I mean, you know, when you when you think you're doing something, you think you're doing it right, and you get down about halfway the road, and then you look back and you're like, "Ooh, that was way off track." Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Then what do you do? Then what do you do? Get off at the next exit and get back on track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Yep. Regroup. Yep. So then, what you what I'm hearing is when you're floundering, that's when you ask for help. Mm-hmm. But do we do that? I don't. Sometimes I don't either. That's the problem. Sometimes. I don't even think we ask for help when we're flourishing. Nonetheless, when we're floundering. Yeah. I'm more comfortable just rolling in my own self-pity than asking for help. Just being honest. Yeah. yeah. It's a good comfy spot. It's not bad sometimes. But, I mean, that that's me, right? Like, it's a very I, hey, I have a poster spot. for a reason, right? Like, yes, you do. I, I have a pity you party poster, poster boy. you know? 
but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes when I think I'm flourishing, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there too, Bob. You know, it just and and you're flourishing in the wrong spots. Correct. Flourishing in the wrong things. In the wrong things. Yeah. Michael C. Smith. Hmm. What about you? Uh, I I can go, you know, day in day out depends. You know, sometimes within the same day, you go roller coaster ride. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you feel like you're you're you know, hey, God woke me up, so that's that's a book, that's a plus right there. Mm-hmm. You know, but and 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 I think I'm in the season of obviously still making the mistakes, but realizing I'm the dumb one making the mistakes and need to do better myself. Not 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 saying I'm not relying on God, but knowing I have to put in that work. Right, yeah. You know, and not just say a prayer of give me the strength to do this, but trying to keep the strength of myself. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not like take anything away from God or anything like that, but just to, um, you know, let me... Whatever it is, whatever it is I'm struggling with, you know, like if I'm in a bad mood, you know, let, let me make sure that I keep this inside and I'm not taking it out on anybody who doesn't deserve it. Or, um, you know, let me talk to somebody to say, hey, I just need to vent or I just need, you yeah. know, need something, whatever it, it may be to to not internalize it at the same time. Because we all know, too, like just in talking with what we're saying, that's not good. It's not good. If, if you need help, we need to say something. We need to not internalize it and just let it be because it's going to eat us up. And we're no good for anybody then. Mm-hmm. We're not good for ourselves. We're not good for our brothers and sisters. We're not good for our spouses, our kids, nobody. Right. So, so it, like I said, it can be within a day, that any, you know. <coughs> yeah. No, yeah. I. So. It's like Elijah in the cave. Right, like in an instant, in an instant, the queen struck fear, and then he worried about his life and went and hid, and then got had a pity party, right? Mm-hmm. But like, and 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 the amazing part is, to me. Right, like I know the overall story there is that God provides even when we're we can't see past ourselves, right? Because like when He's having the pity party, He gets fed and He gets water, and the whole thing, right? Usually the sermon is eat the Snickers and take a nap, right? Like, <laughs> but up until that point where she's pretty much has a death threat on him, like he's he should be on cloud nine. Like, he did everything for God. Like, he struck down false idols for Baal and, you know, like, the whole thing. So, like, people trying to kill him wasn't something new. And then she says one thing in an instant. Yeah, you know, he he defeated 450 of them. Yeah. Why would he be scared of one woman? Right. Like, like being public enemy number one. Right. Wasn't something new. I, I mean, just because she was. Well, I think it depends on the, the woman <laughs> and their <laughs> capability. Okay. Why would he be scared of that woman? Okay. Right. We ain't talking about that. <laughs> but, ninja. We ain't talking about the ninja. But, but, um, but we're like that too. Like, we're on this cloud nine, and then one little thing happens, right. and then it's the end of the world. The sky's falling. 
Yeah. Chicken Little style. But that's, right? you yeah. know, that, that's, that's how Satan gets in your head. Because he'll throw them struggles in there and he'll throw that mental struggle in. And once he's got that mental struggle in there, it's all over with but crying. I mean, for real. Because once you get stressed in your head and, and you, get, you get in your own feelings, mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of your feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot. Because I tell you, when I get in my feelings, I'm there for a while. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And nobody else can get you out pretty much no. besides you. And no. you got you you to make that friends, choice. Yeah, you can have friends trying to help you out, but it's like in one ear, not the other. They don't know what I'm going through. They don't have a clue, this or that or whatever. But yet, if they don't tell you, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to know? Right. You could have even had a couple of friends like call you out in the middle of a small group. <laughs> you still say, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sure none of us do. <laughs> okay, I don't know what situation they're talking about. <laughs> you know, used to, the old me, when I was in my feelings that hard, that's when the mean side come out. Mm-hmm. It just, that's that's where my, my real bad attitude would come out mm-hmm. because I was in protect mode then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like a, I was like a cornered cat, right? Come out like a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. Didn't care who I hurt to get out either. That was the thing. Now, I get in my feelings. I'm just in my. Feelings. And it's weird, right? Like I'm, it, I'm like a little girl in my feelings. I know. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> like I'm not in I my count. feelings. <laughs> it, it's new to me. It's no, new I'm to me to have feelings. <laughs> I know you don't get no feelings. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Steph just gives hard feelings. She's like, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. You deserve that. <laughs> Coffee Mike, what about you? I think I can echo quite a bit of what everyone's been saying already. Same problems. I like Bob. You know, uh, but I'm oh, I like Bob too. I, 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 I like guys. <laughs> I do too. But anyway, what I'm saying is, like Bob, I, I too. Can have a real bad mean side, and I and I and I have to work very very hard to keep it under control. And when I'm in my head, I don't care who is in front of me. I really don't. And that's really, I've never. How many years have we known each other? Not long. You've had that hat. I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be rude here. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just asking. How long have we been friends? Ten, twelve years. Okay. In those ten to twelve years, Mike, I've never seen you mad. That's never. That's because I. Because when you get mad, you shut down. That's now. That's not where. Well, I that was ten years ago too. Yeah, but. Okay. So you're saying so you're saying, post-stroke and or pre-stroke and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. right because I, I was, thought he was talking I, in the now because now no, he shuts down. I just yeah, I was just a totally different person. A real donkeys behind. Cutthroat. Mm. Cutthroat, get yep. out of my way. And occasionally that will pop up, and I will use the wrong tone with somebody or something. Yeah. And it's always regrettable when it happens. And, you you know, you say you're sorry to them or apologize to whomever it may be for whatever you've done, but the damage is done. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to keep in my head all the time now. Why do I need to go later to mitigate the damage I caused? So I try and guard my tongue as best I can. If it can be broken, God can fix it. God can fix it, yes. It can be fixed. 
Just simple, th- simple as that. Words do hurt, but it can be fixed. I, I believe that anything can be fixed, and I won't let nobody else tell me any different. I believe Bob would like to tell you something. I could tell over there. <laughs> nope. No. Okay. Just gonna mm-hmm. keep it to myself. <laughs> but I was right. You had something to say. <laughs> Melissa always tells me she used to tell me all the time. Now it's sparingly, but like, are you mad? And I'm like, no. And she was like, well, tell your face that. that. <sighs> I'm like, I've been told that a few times. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So it's a roller coaster ride for you as well. It is, and it's you know, it's a mixture of the world beating on you, saying you need to be over here doing this, doing that, and the other, and knowing that you shouldn't be over there doing this, that, and the other. You should be going down that narrow path, regardless of what anybody says. You know, um, recently I was verbally accosted on, because of my faith, and uh, it really, really hit me hard. And uh, I've been in a dark spot. I've been in for a while. I can't, I can't, I can't pull out. So meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out why I was accosted what I can learn from this and how do I move forward. I'm sometimes a little too logical for my own self-good. So, so like any good host, I have a follow-up question on that. Mm-hmm. So you said that you've been in your dark spot for a while. Mm-hmm. And I talked about being in my dark spot earlier. Like, have you changed anything to try to get out? Yes. I have. I put action to the problem. I mean, that's the way I was trained. And still there. So I just keep pushing. It's when you... Never mind. What? Nothing. I'll keep that one to myself. I'll keep that one to myself, too. You need to stop holding your tongue. Nope, I'm holding my tongue. Because I can take it. No, I'm not talking about you. Well, you evidently you had something to say when I said something. Now you got something to say when Mike said something. Because you said this twice. (laughs) <laughs> I'm keeping count <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> you keep count We'll just keep on going <laughs> So I don't know I mean, Prayer is helpful But I You know I had someone say recently It was a family member What do you think about prayer, do you really think it even works? Have you ever had a prayer answered or anything like that? And I answered, yes, I have, but you know, sometimes we have to remember what we're praying for is not God's will for us. And for me, that's the key. You know, if he wanted me to be super rich, I'd be super rich. If he wanted me to be tall and lean, I'd been, I would have been tall and lean instead of short and portly. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Right. So, you're, are, so with you saying that, are you saying that sometimes your prayers are more like wishes for the genie in the bottle to fix it? I think at times, I think anybody can find themselves there. No, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm yes. agreeing with you on sometimes, yes. so that's why I was asking. So I fo- I've, I've changed my focus in my prayers. I really pray for others more than I pray for what myself. Because I think that's what we're commanded to do. And that's where I spend most of my time, praying for those I care about. 
So I'd say I flounder more than I flourish. Okay. To be honest. Like in longer spells? Yeah, much longer. So did Mike run out to get a Subway sandwich? Where'd he go? No, he went to cry. Went to cry. He's feeling I know he's not uh-huh. combing his hair, so. Mike said, if God wants you to be this way, this is the way you're going to be. If he wanted you to be short and tubby, that's where you are. If he wanted you lean and I said, lean, I didn't say tubby. So, Portly. So in, in between that time, though, where is the uh, where's the choices in life that he gives you? Well, I mean, you have choices every day. I know, but the way the way it sounded to me was, if God wanted you a certain way, that's the way you'd be. That's how I took it. So, where are your moral choices within that period of getting to where He supposedly wants you to be? Does that do you understand what I'm saying? I think how we are physically, obviously, is all God. We can't change our height. No. As much as I would like to, I can't grow five inches. <laughs> no, but you can change your appearance physically. Right. So, like, if like you could go to the gym and do things like that, or you could sit on the couch and, you know, however you wanted right. to do that. Um, but then I also, you asked me, I think back to Esther. And so Esther made the choice, you know, for a while, and she's like, oh, I'm not going in front of the king. Like, it's obviously scared her because she could have been put to death. And Mordecai just told her, like... If you don't do it, he's going to have somebody else. And that's where our choices come in, too, is we can choose not to do what God's calling us to do. But then if we don't, somebody else is going to do that. And somebody else is going to get recognized and get the glory for doing that. Right. But at the same time, well, yes. Yeah. You're not going to, you personally are not going to get that mm-hmm. glory. And I mean, I wasn't trying to downgrade any of it. I was just saying, I mean, the way it came out and the way I took it was. If you're going to be a certain way, it's because God made you that way, which is true to a point. But throughout your life, you have those choices yeah. to go down the right road or the wrong road. And sometimes and those correct. choices, we have to deal with the consequences of correct. those choices. Correct. Yeah, there's always consequences to the correct. bad choices. I, I just wanted to make sure in, in the middle. You were clarifying for you. Yeah, in the middle, you know, it is up to you as well as God. Mm-hmm how your life rolls out. He already knows how your... Yeah, he knows how it's going to play your, out. Yeah. It's just your, how do you Pick your adventure it? book ends up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I was just... Moving on. What, Bob? <laughs> You're thinking. I, just, I was thinking. Um, you know... Really you, you see, I, <laughs> <laughs> Bob's always got something to say that I have to say. I, you always say... You're saying, you're saying that God... What I'm understanding is you're saying that God made us like robots. Is that what you're saying? That's I mean, not at all. Just, no, no, I'm not trying to say that at all. But we've always got we've always, we always got a choice to make, and there's always consequences for the bad choice. There's always there's consequences for, for the, the good, good choice. choice. I mean, but the consequences for the good choice is usually something good, you know. Yeah. And and that always comes from God. God give us free will, you know. We just uh, we just read in Revelations last night in Revelation last night that you know uh jesus is going to reign for a thousand years and after that thousand years they're going to loose they're going to let the devil loose again then the people's going to choose who they want to follow again because i think that's going to be a test we're always tested 
We've always got some kind of test that we've got to pass. Before God, I thought Earth was a test. Before I came to Christ, not all the way wrong. Here's here's the thing: I always looked at it when I was growing up. I was searching for God. I was searching for something. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it always came to my mind that you know what? People talking to about God with me and all this and that. I was like, and it almost made me think He was a cruel God. For some fact, He made Earth. He put all these people there. And then he sits up there and watches us make the mistakes like we're a bunch of lab rats. And this is the way I thought of this is the way I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And it made me bitter really bad, you know. But, you know, and that's, that's I think I think a lot of people still think like oh, yeah. you don't think like that anymore, but no. I still think a lot of people think like Absolutely. that. Them are the ones the ones that are thinking like that cuz I used to be that guy. Me too. Well, obviously, I them was. Guys, them guys that are thinking like that are not wanting anything to do with God, period. Because mm-hmm. I was that guy. I didn't want anything to do with him. No, I was I, a Don't get me wrong. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. I knew who he was. I knew what he was about. But I didn't care. I'm like, I think Bob can do it better than God can do it. So that's that's what set me off on my little well, for me, it was, little venture. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he ain't getting it done quick enough, so Ron's going to take over. Mm-hmm. I think I'm guilty of that. We're all you know? guilty of that, and we're still guilty of that, yeah. even after even after we've come to know him. We're still guilty of not allowing him to be ahead. His time. We're always trying to put our cart ahead of the horse, and that don't work. Because all you're going to do is trip the horse up with the reins. Yep. Steph, what about you? Flourishing and floundering. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes and both. Yes. No, wait, I, I want to mark down this date because I think this is the first time that she's like agreed with anyone else. And normally it's Steph's on her, got her own path, which is wonderful. And, you know, and to hear about it and everything. But this, the, to hear that she's got some of the same struggles, it's like, finally. <laughs> oh, I got struggles. Let me tell you. You guys saw struggles last night. Um no, I definitely, um, and what I find, so referencing last night, you know, with this small group um, and having to present uh, my chapter, and, like, I was flourishing because, like, I felt like I was in step with God. I knew what he wanted me to do, like, me coming here each time. Like, I'm flourishing because he's calling me outside of my, my comfort zone. I show up. I'm, you know, being obedient because that's the only reason why I come. Um, <laughs> not because you go enjoy it. Well, Dang. And you're not you're not doing the easy thing because you could come and sit and say nothing. Right. I mean, and, but you don't. Right. Which That's, is remarkable, you know. Then it's it's still not obedience. Like he makes it very clear. Like I have something I want you to say, and that's what it was last night too. But then dealing with my anxiety, especially in social situations, like last night, I remember. You know, telling Carl that this is the worst it has been in a long time. And then, you know, you guys bring up prayer, and my mind goes to James 5, where it's like, if anybody's among you suffering, you know, then he must pray. And I remember I was getting coffee creamer out, and Bob's like, can I pray with you? And I'm like, yes. And it was just dramatically different after that. Because Bob prayed with me, and then Carl prayed with me, and then Tish came outside and talked with me. Because it was obviously very clear I was struggling last night. And 
So like in the middle of me flourishing for him, I was still floundering. Yep. So it was mm-hmm. like for me, they're synonymous at times. But that's mm-hmm. what human nature does. Human nature fights against against him. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and and we know that we shouldn't, but yet our inner our inner being or whatever our, however you want our to flesh. Our, our flesh yeah. just fights against everything that he's got. Yeah. I could. I mean, I have never seen you that distant and that oh, unfocused yeah, yeah. as you was last night. It just. I mean, I'm like, wow. I could. I could really. When you walked in the door, I'm like, yeah. It. it something's oh, yeah. going on with her. It honestly, like, reverted back to the very first night you guys yeah. were in. Oh, even, small group. even, like, even worse. That was for worse me, than the like, first night. It, yeah, and watching her, it was she. She didn't want to veer from the back door. She did not want to leave. She didn't want anybody in between her and the back door. She no. nothing <laughs> she, to this. She, she held kept, that back door pretty close. <laughs> she, yeah, she kept opening and closing it, fiddling with it uh-huh. and stuff. And so, yeah, but it was, and it was an amazing lesson. Yeah. I mean, it really was, you know, and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. It would just, it, it's one of those that to, to, to be somebody who doesn't deal with that kind of anxiety or anything to, at the end of it, it it's one of those. Man, how could she have been nervous about that? You, you, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, and, and when I went you don't know, to, you don't live with it, so right. you don't know. When I went to pray for, her, I'm like, now you don't mind if I hug you, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, because I, I know, I know that you don't really yeah. get into the hugging thing. She likes her space. She likes mm-hmm. her space. So I, I'm like, she sounds like you don't mind me hugging you. for you, so I can pray for you. She's mm-hmm. like, no, that's fine. <laughs> but you know, I was standing at the wall talking to you and Carl, and, and she was at the. I'm like, God just says you need to pray for her. So, mm-hmm. okay, here we go. Kind of like yep. the guy in the restaurant, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the guy in the restaurant. But I struggled with that one. He so you're a, you're a flounder. But, um, yeah. yes, but he I still was did bad it. that night. Yeah. No, still, right. Yeah, he still yeah. did it. And that it, afternoon, I was, I was flourishing but floundering right. also. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that that's, the, that's kind of the message on it, uh, on, on all sides of it from – and I'm not trying to single you out, but uh, from one extreme and the social anxiety um, to seeing that and see how, how far you've come um, to Bob, who has none of that and has never met a stranger, can't go anywhere without seeing. I don't know how many people he knows <laughs> to, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it's one of those things of seeing that gamut of, of, different anxieties in different ways, you know, um, to be like, wow, man, like these guys can accomplish anything, you know? So what's my excuse? You you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, you know, and when she was done with her lesson last night, you could just see the, the weight just lift up off her shoulders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's the old step. There she is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But you've done an amazing job, by the way. Yes. Thank you. So, but so good, so good. Let's pull the needle off the record <coughs> and do some final thoughts. Mike, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think in everybody's stories are similar and different. You know, um, some of the anxieties and the things that we go through. Um, just comes sometimes down to trusting God um, and being able to know that no matter how fast we want it, 
no matter we, how we want it done this way, that it's all his timing and it's all his plan and his purpose. And some of us have less Bible knowledge, and I'll put myself in that. Some have greater, you know, and sitting around this table I'm talking about is including anybody out there. But um, I think that we all need to remember whose path we're on. And it's not our own. And as soon as we do that, we need to take that moment, kind of like you said, turn off, let's reset, refocus. So that's what I got. Stuff. And so with that reset, I think of um, Moses, because that's where I'm at in reading, um, my reading of the Bible as it happened. And when he, Jethro showed up, and Jethro saw that Moses is taking all of these cases before him. And Jethro's like, you can't do it. Like, that's too much for you to bear. And Jethro gave him the, the counsel of, like, set up people to, to oversee this. And those really big ones, and you can do. And I think it's just, for me, many times my floundering comes down to, like, I'm possibly overdoing things. And I'm taking on things that maybe I shouldn't be taking on. But... They're still good things. Mm -hmm. You see people mm -hmm. in the Bible that are still doing these things, but it's not what God's telling me to do. And so just keep taking that step back and saying, okay, God, is this what you want of me? Am I supposed to oversee all of this, or do you want me to maybe focus on me and building myself up? Because I think sometimes, especially in ministry, we focus on doing all for others that we're pouring out of an empty cup. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure that we guard that. Yep. <clears throat> Coffee, Mike. Sorry, my cup was empty. Would you say <laughs> my cup's empty too? Yeah. <laughs> um, final thought. Final thought. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty scatterbrained on this one. Putting a couple words together to mean something. I I don't think I have it in me uh, tonight. I I I really don't. Okay. So I, I guess I don't have anything to say, Ronnie. Okay. Not so silent, Ron. What's your final thought? I don't really have a final thought, but I do agree with Stephanie and Mike about that reset button because I catch myself doing it quite often. You know, if I feel like I'm overwhelmed, and I've said it before, like during the summer if I'm mowing and I'm just looking around and looking at the, the portrait of God, so to say, it just gets so overwhelming to me, and I have to stop and just take a minute and reflect who made it mm -hmm. and remind myself who made it and what it's made for and, you know, what I'm here for and what I'm supposed to be doing. That way, when I go to move forward, I'm hoping to step in the right direction instead of left or right. Brother Bob? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to James chapter one verses two through four. I think this explains what needs to be done when we're floundering, when we're having our pity party, <clears throat> when we think that uh, life's just beating us down too much. And it goes like this: It says, "Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing." of your faith produces perseverance. 
Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking of anything. So when we're, when we're in our floundering stage, as we've been talking about, allow God to finish the work that he's got in you. Let him complete you. Let him complete the work that's in you. Don't hinder him. Don't hinder the spirit. Because when we flounder, sometimes we'll hinder the spirit. Sometimes we quench him, and we shouldn't do that. If you feel like the, if you feel the spirit landing on you, don't quench him. Let him burn. Let him go. Kick that clutter out of your heart, right, Mike? Yeah. And allow him to flow through you easily. Don't don't give him stumbling blocks, because he's the worst one to give stumbling blocks to. Mm-hmm. It's bad that you make your brother or sister stumble, but, man, when you make the Holy Spirit stumble, which he don't stumble, he goes over the, he goes over the, the hurdles, but still. He's definitely There's no need, over. you know, we can allow him to work easily through us instead of fighting him on it. Right. That's what I'm getting at. So just allow God to complete the work that he started in you. And don't allow somebody else to veer you off of what he wants you to do. Correct. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if, like, Bob, you said, uh, what was it, you, you were just saying, allow him to do the work in you or mm-hmm. whatever, it just pops in my head. It's like, well, yeah, allow him to do that work, but don't let somebody from the outside come in and dictate his work. Correct. That's that's quenching the spirit, and we, we shouldn't do that. You can't do that. You gotta allow him to do his work. And the bad thing is that even goes for family. Mm-hmm. That's the bad. I mean, it's the bad, good thing. You know what I mean? Because you want to. It's family, right. but the same token, if they're hurting you, then you can't help them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if you're not right, then you can't help them when they need it. Yep. I think for me, I'll go back to Elijah in the cave, right? And like, God asked, what are you doing here, Elijah? And oftentimes, I replace Elijah's name with my own. When I'm having that pity party and my pinky's out and the tea's set and it's just a pity party of two, right? Like, and then I hear either myself say or something that God does and it's like what are you doing here well just anything it could be first thing in the morning it could be at night it could be in the middle of the day most of the time I'm stubborn and have to be reminded on the bad days on the floundering days and not the flourishing days Mm mm-hmm But the flourishing days are just as important to ask yourself, what are you doing here Mm -hmm. also? Yep. Um, I know I said it on episodes before, but I start every morning in a devotional, and I end every night with multiple devotionals. (sighs) I made them private so it doesn't... (sighs) 
notify you guys at like two o'clock in the morning. But um, thank you. <laughs> he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be pinging our phone. Yeah. Yeah. My phone's on. That's why. I, yeah. I gonna, that's why I silent my phone yeah. at night. <laughs> but I used to not. Night. Very, very true. I, I found that when I start or end my day in the Word. It's a lot smoother and it's an easier pill to swallow no matter what happens that day. If I miss that morning devotional, Katie bar the door. Because mm-hmm. Ronnie's going to be full tilt and hate everything and the whole nine yards. And then the little things that won't, that doesn't matter to a hill of beans sets me off until around lunchtime. When I've had enough, what are you doing here? And then for what does that look like for me? Then that means it's like, yes, I'm dumb. Let me go sit in the car and read my devotional like that I missed. Maybe even one more just to help me get through this day. Mm-hmm. You know? That that's me. That's what I do. I encourage everybody to figure out their thing i just started two weeks ago with the uh thanking of god for letting me wake up and then on my way to work i just sit there and talk to him in my car and it helps my day go by until that first bad thing and then i let it overtake me and then i like to say i gotta stop yeah and i i have a bible that sits on my desk at school and my devotional right next to it and if i feel like i'm in a bad place I just throw it open and read the first thing I see. Because whatever it is, it's what he wants me to see. Mm-hmm. Anything in that book is what he wants me to see. So I figure, open it up, read it, and take it from there. And that's how I get my day going again. Yeah. So if you're going through that season, just ask yourself, what are you doing here? How'd you get here? And not like physically, how did you get here? Like get to work that day, but like what, what set, what events were set in place that got you to your headspace? Yeah. And I would add without beating yourself up about it. Yeah. Because I do that a lot sometimes, and I'm like, wait, what am I? What's going on? Like, and then I just go into like a bigger pity mm-hmm. party, almost like, how did I? Why am I here again? Mm-hmm. That is. So that's not, good. Not focusing on the negatives, but okay, now I know how I got here, so I know how to get myself back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's that reaching out, like James five tells us, like we have to have those people around us to pray for mm-hmm. us, because sometimes. It's too much for us to pray on our own. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to pray when you're when you're in that state of mind. You can't just you can't bring yourself out of it enough to earnestly pray to God. Right. You know, don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit can pray for you because He does. You know, He'll He'll send the, He'll send the, send the groanings up to God that we don't. You know, He'll pray for us what we can't. But most of the time, when we're when we're in a state that way we cannot earnestly pray and get ourselves out of that yeah it's that humility that we need to show that we know that we're in a bad spot whether it be we're in sin whether it be that we're we're cutting ourselves down or whatever it is that we need to stop and say god we know that you want better for us and and pray to him and let it go correct that's why you find a community 
of believers yeah. that you can trust people that you know has got your back and will pray for you and yep. not talk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not not cut you down behind your back. I'll put it that way. I started mm-hmm. about a month ago. I started. Well, whenever I have that time, I reach out to you guys most in our texts. Mm. But uh, about a month ago, I got a notebook also on my desk. And if I feel like I'm in a, a spot or I feel like I'm heading towards a spot because I have a hard time praying to God, I pray in writing. I, I write down what I'm thinking, and I ask him the questions, writing it down and, you know, praying for myself or whoever needs prayer for or whatever. And... Like I said, it's hard for me to pray out loud. You know, you all asked me to do it before, and it's hard for me to do it right now. But I pray us out. Huh? (laughs) I was was just kidding. I've I've found myself (laughs) grabbing that notebook, putting the date down for my records later, Mm -hmm. just to go back and read. And I just write my prayers out on paper. That's how my prayer days, journal, brother. How my, mm-hmm. yep. how my day's going, how he's yep. either blessed me or how I've made the wrong choice and I need to get back on this way or whatever I need to hear. Yep. Yeah. Or whatever is being spoken to me, I just put it on paper. That way, if, if something like that ever happens again, like a similar situation, I can go back in that journal and I can reread it. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps me focused on where I need to be. Or it seems to be helping me here anyway. Yeah. Which is great. I'd I'd suggest to you get three more. Keep one in the house, one in your car you're in, and then one in your shop. I got one in my in my workplace yeah. where it's important right now. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's I think that you're you're latching onto something that's really going to help you. And yeah. I think that in each and every spot where you're at, because whether it's waiting on somebody in your truck that's supposed to be coming to help you, and they're not right. showing up, write that down. You know, same thing in your shop, you know, whatever it is, you know, but it's going to give you that outlet to where eventually then you're going to realize, hey, this is this is the stuff I need to be taking to God directly in a prayer or even not. If not, there's your prayer journal, you know, started out as a. uh, And this may sound bad, I don't know, but it started out as a way for me to uh, talk to Hunter. Mm -hmm. That's not I don't sound bad at all. Nope. And I was like. I can't talk to him physically anymore, so I started a, a journal, and I wrote to Hunter every day. And then eventually it got Hunter and God. So now when I talk to God, I throw a little stuff in there about Hunter, like how my day was going or, you know, anything and everything, just to, that way I feel like I keep that connection. Mm-hmm. What's good? Uh, I too journal a lot. Something to it do. It just seems to help. Like yeah, it helps. Yeah. I always entitle mine "Deep Thoughts from a Shallow Mind," like Volume One through <laughs> Sixteen, probably now. But yeah, I don't have a title yet. I just date it, and if I'm just sitting there and, and I feel overwhelmed, instead of like stopping on the mower. If I feel overwhelmed or something, and I got a lot on my mind, and I don't want to forget it, mm-hmm. I write it down. Yep. 
That's good. Yeah. Schmike, you want to pray us out? Sure. Lord, we come to you just humbly tonight, and we just we thank you for the gift of our lives. We thank you for the gift of this world you've given us to live on, Lord. Lord, we know that we could never earn our salvation, and we would definitely never deserve it. We thank you for the opportunity to try and live our lives like Jesus, to reach out and pray, Lord, to you, to get just a glimpse of how you want us to live our lives and to hopefully go on that narrow path. We know it's hard and it's difficult, Lord, but it's worth it. It's the only path that's worth it, Lord. Pray that we can all stay on that straight and narrow path, even in the hard times that we reach out to each other for encouragement, for prayer, for anything and everything that we need, Lord, knowing that you've put these godly people around us for a reason, for a purpose, Lord. Lord, we just love you and we praise you. We want to honor you in all that we do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.